Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I do want to uh, encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your copy of my ebooks, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet, and All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo. Each examines the careers and histories of seven great fictional detectives and policemen and life lessons that can be learned from them. Uh, they are available as ebooks wherever fine ebooks are sold, or also as audiobooks through audible.com or the Apple Store. And you can find all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks listed over at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of Follow Vance. The original air date, December the 13th, 1949, and the title is The Grey Glove Murder Case. <laughs> Edgar, open up. Please, open this door. There's something very wrong in that bedroom. Something is terrible wrong. I hear Mr. Dolly crying out, and I come and get you two right away. Oh, you did right, Matilda. Daddy! Oh, please open this door. Dick, can't we break it down? He's in there. Listen to him. I can't break down this door. It's solid oak. When I had this house built, I insisted on it. I'm sorry about that now. Why don't the police get here? You did call them, Matilda. Oh, yes, Mr. Staley. I call as soon as I as I tell you what I hear in this room. Good. I can't stand listening to this. We've got to do something. I Wait, know. I, I look through the keyhole. Oh, yes, Matilda, do that, please. Well, what do you see? What do you see, Matilda? I, I see Mr. Downey. He, he stands there in the middle of the room. I see his face. His neck. What about it? His neck, Mr. Staley. Yes? He's being choked by a, a gray glove. A gray glove is at his throat. Just one glove. It's choking him. What, a gray glove? Yeah. Well, who's wearing it? I, I do not know. I cannot see any arm, any body, just the glove. Well, let me look. Get away, Matilda. Oh, yes, yes. Well, Dick, what is going on in that room? Whatever it is, Ruth, it's all over now. Oh. Your father's lying on his back in the middle of the room. Oh. And there's a gray glove lying right next to him. <laughs> Two more with the axe ought to do it, Riley. Okay, T.A. These oak doors are short and tough. Stand back, Markham. Right. Glad I called you to come down here with me, Vance. From what I was told on the telephone, what happened in this room is pure fantasy. I'm glad you called me too, Markham. And I'm glad I got here in time to break in the room with you and our police friend here. Where are the owners of this house? I've asked them to wait in their room. That does it, Mr. Markham. I can reach in and turn the key from here. Okay, fine. Patch, look there. Just as Mr. Staley described it to you. Yes. A dead man and a gray glove lying next to him. Look at his throat. It's been clawed. Somebody choked him to death. But there's nobody in this room, and that door was locked. Uh, take a look at the window, D.A. Ward? Yeah, okay, Riley. Take a look around the house. See what you can find. Don't bring the family in here, though. Right. Be seeing you, D.A. Yeah. Well, Vance, let me understand something. Mr. Staley looked through the keyhole and saw this gray glove on the floor choking the dead man? That's what he told me. 
The maid, Matilda, saw it too. And all three of them heard this man here repeating, it's choking me, it's choking me. Well, this is something. The man is choked to death by a gray glove. A glove that was obviously on the hand of somebody who couldn't possibly be in the room. Tumble, Joe. You might be losing your stuff. Kind of nice she was. Who needs her? Hey, the fellow's inside the store. You want to go in and shoot a frat? Who needs it? Besides, Sammy, I got a date. Who with? My girl. Oh, Marge? Who else? <laughs> Good thing she didn't come along when you were whistling at that dame. So if she came along, so what? So she'd see me. But is that a crime? Not to me, it ain't. Hey, uh, tough freak about her grandfather. The guy who got choked to death in his room? Yeah. Yeah, tough break. He didn't like you. Who needed him? Marge likes me, that's all that counts. Hey, scram, Sammy, here she comes. Okay. I just want to stick around, say hello. Okay. Hello, Joey. Hi. Hello, Sammy. Nice to see you. Thanks, same to you. Joey and I were just talking about your grandfather. Joey, let's Shut up. I didn't say nothing. I just said you and I were just talking about Marge's grandfather. That's all I said. Joey, could we go Of course, somewhere? everybody knows you didn't like Joey here and was raising the roof because you used to meet him on street corners. But I wouldn't say there was any reason to kill a guy, would you, Marge? Joey, please, let's go take a walk or something. Who needs it? Wait a minute. I want this guy to keep talking. Let's go, go Joey. Come on, please. Sammy. You were saying... Nothing much. Just that I don't think you'd kill a guy for not liking you to go out with Marge here. Of course, he wouldn't be the first guy you knocked off, but... I need him. Let's get away from here fast, Joey. Before a crowd comes. Please, Joey. Some guys talk too much. Some dames, too. You should remember that, Marge. Please, Joey. People are starting to come around. Let's get away from here. Okay, Sammy will be all right when he wakes up. Hurry up, will you? All right. How do you like that punk trying to say that maybe I killed your grandfather? guy who'd say a thing like that is stupid. He don't know nothing. Either that, Joey, or he does know something. I've never known you to question anybody in a kitchen before. There's a first time for everything, Margaret. Matilda. Yes? You don't have to stop washing those dishes to answer some questions. No, I, I don't stop. Good. How long have you worked for Mr. and Mrs. Staley? Thirty years. Mm-hmm. I, I come with them when they first get married. I, I stay with them ever since. They're very fond of you. Mm. I was talking to them right after the body of Mrs. Staley's father was found in his room, and they told me how highly they regarded Oh, you. they are good people. Were they happy, Matilda? Oh, yes. So happy. Well, Vance, I guess that tells us nothing. What did you want it to tell us, Markham? I was hoping your questions might shed some light on the ridiculous situation in this house. Our man could be choked to death with a gray glove which we found on the floor. Oh, that? Yes, definitely that. Mr. and Mrs. Staley heard her father cry out that the gray glove was choking him. But after looking through the keyhole, they could see neither body nor arm attached to the glove at his throat. There was a slight inaccuracy in your description of what happened, my friend, but uh, it doesn't matter. You see, I know how that was done. What? Yes, you... Oh, oh, I'm so clumsy. I, I'm so sorry to drop the dishes. I, I, I picked them up. Nervous, Matilda? Oh, I, 
I don't think so. It seemed to me that you were. You knocked over those dishes when Vance said he knew how Edgar Downey was murdered. I, I, I'm sorry. I know. But about what? I think... Now, let me see. I think it's a little tight across the shoulders, Mr. Brooks. Takes it. Certainly. Uh, would you care for a little extra drape in the suit? Oh, Major. Uh, but, uh, Just Mr. Brooks... Just make sure there's enough padding in the shoulders. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Brooks. I'll especially see to that. You want the trousers pegged, of course? What else? You can see that they come up high enough, you hear? Oh, yes, Mr. Brooks. Okay, that does it. Now, when do you want me to Joey? come... Joey, you in there? Uh, who is that? It's my girl. What's she doing here? In here, Marge. Come on in. Joey, I've got to talk to you. I'll talk. Alone. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Brooks. The fitting was about over, you know. I'll, I'll see you soon. Joey. Well, Marge. Joey, what do you think's happened? How do I know? Philo Vance is working on the murder of my grandfather. Yeah, he's got a job. Mm-hmm. Well, send him a wire of congratulations. Joey, don't fool. This is too serious. Yeah? It isn't only that he's working on the murder, but he's found out something. Yeah, lucky him. He was talking to Matilda, our cook, this morning. Oh. The district attorney was there. So? The district attorney said he wished he knew how the murder was committed, and Vance said that he knew. Oh. He did, did he? Joey, you've got to do something. This is for me. You know about Mother and Dad. Uh, what am I supposed to know about them? Well, you know how terribly they quarreled when Grandfather came to live with us. I told you that. So what am I supposed to do? Stick my neck out and get into trouble? Who needs it? Well, if Vance knows how Grandfather was killed, it's going to affect somebody I love. My mother or father or you. Oh, I get the gimmick now. You're scared. You'll think of something to do, won't you? Please. Sure, sure. I think of something. Only don't get into trouble, Joey. I wouldn't want that. I'll try not to. Okay, honey, relax. I won't be the one that gets into trouble. It'll be Philo Vance. Must we quarrel now, Ruth? Must we? I don't know. I'm so sick of arguing with you, Richard. So am I. Oh, I'm so tired of everything since what happened to my father. Right in front of my eyes. It happened in front of my eyes, too. Don't forget that. Ruth. What is it? We were so happy before he came to live with us. I'm sorry about what happened to him. You know I am. But can't we go back to our lives of a year ago? I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, who is it? It's me, Mrs. Staley. Matilda. Come in. What is it, Matilda? Oh, if you're busy, I, I'll come back later. Come in now. And what what do you want? Please, I I like perhaps to take off this afternoon, Mrs. Taylor. All right, Matilda. If you like, why it's you're all taking right. another afternoon off? Uh, yes. You're away more often than you're here. Where are you going this time? I know where she's going, Richard. Oh, you do. What's happening in this house? Why all the secrecy? Don't you think I'm entitled to know things too? I tell you, Mr. Staley. Uh, no, no. Uh, now look, Richard. We're still finding things to quarrel about. We shouldn't. No? We have no real reason. Why don't we stop? Why don't I have a right to know where Matilda is going? Well, what difference does it make where she's going? It's personal. Very personal. Apparently. All right, Matilda. Take the afternoon off. Take the night off, too. Don't come back here at all. Richard. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Staley. I, I must come back here. I, see, I have no other place to go. <laughs> 
edition of the morning papers just out. Paper, mister? No, thanks, Jimmy. Oh, it's you, Mr. Vance. Hey, what's cooking? Nothing much. Just out for a little exercise before going to sleep. Oh, well, okay. If there's anything I can do for you, you let me know, will you? <laughs> All right, Jimmy. I'll remember that. Hey, buddy. You mean me? Sure, you got a match? You think so? Think I have one here? Freeze, fella. Don't make a move. Oh. Stick up? Don't you wish it was? Frankly, no. No, this ain't no stick up. Stick up will be over nice and quick. I'm going to be with you a long time. Unless. Unless what? Unless you leave the murder of that old Downey guy up to the police. If you do, you'll never see me no more. That, I assure you, is a great inducement. That probably means something, but not to me. Look, Vance, get smart. You're stepping on somebody's toes. That somebody don't like it. Sent me around to work on you if you wouldn't scare off. Then I'm going to do just that. You're going to work on me, are you? Yeah. Well, I assure you, it's a very interesting project. You'll have some fun. You're telling me. I'm not only telling you, I'm showing you. Oh, see, I'm having my fun. Thanks, Jimmy, but I don't think I need you. You're going to need a doctor when I... Here I am, Mr. Bear. Wow, look at him. He's out cold. Yes, Jimmy. I was out for some exercise before going to sleep. Looks like I got the exercise all right, but he got the sleep. This is District Attorney Markham. The Gray Glove murder case opened when the body of Edgar Downey was found in his locked bedroom. His daughter and her husband and their cook heard him cry out that something was choking him and through the keyhole saw a gray glove at his throat, but with no body attached to it. This, Philo Vance insists, he can explain, but he doesn't know who on our suspect list is the killer. Vance is in my office now, and I have several things to tell him. This isn't the right time to tell you how the gray glove strangled Mr. Downey Markham, but believe me, I will, and very soon. I'll wait. Inasmuch as there isn't anything else I can do... I'm also waiting for the autopsy, as a matter of fact, but I have something to tell you. Going to make me wait, too? No, I know you must have a reason for not talking now, but listen. Did you know that Mr. and Mrs. Staley were having serious quarrels about her father coming to live with them? No, I didn't. But it's true. Now, you take a situation of this sort. Two people who get along beautifully for years suddenly have their happiness threatened by a third person. Don't you think the husband might have killed his wife's father? No. Now, Vance. You can build that as much as you like, Markham, but it isn't a motive for murder, in my opinion. Now, the wife might have killed her father. What? Certainly. If the old man were wealthy and had left her his I money... I see why... what you mean, but would a woman kill her own father? And how is it done? I merely offered a suggestion in opposition to yours about Mr. Staley being the killer, that's all. Wasn't my theory. But you do have one. Yes. You see, a rather tough character tried to intimidate me last night as I was taking a walk. Oh, I don't think either Mr. or Mrs. Staley would have hired him. And who did? I don't know. But I have a hunch whoever it was will show up, and very soon. He knows I don't scare easily now, and apparently he's worried. So am I, after what you told me. Don't be. My activities for the next hour or so are very tame. I'm going to take a ride with a lady. Mrs. Staley? Nope. Her daughter Marge, whom I know you haven't met as yet? No. I'm going for a ride with the one woman in this case who can tell me something important, if I can make her talk. The cook, Matilda. 
Enjoying the ride, Matilda? I like automobiles. I'm glad. You know, I like mysteries, but I don't like murders. Nobody likes murders. I suppose that's true enough. Matilda, don't you want to know how I came to pick you up in this car as I did? No. I came down from the building. You were there. You say to get in. I get in. I had followed you to that building. It was a hospital, wasn't it? If you say so. Who's ill in there, Matilda? You, you don't know? No. I don't tell you. Matilda, don't you see what you're doing? You're a... Oh, hey, yeah. look at that. Oh, the car! It almost pushes off the road Yes, there. so it did. Oh, my. Somebody wanted to talk to me and did it the hard way. Oh. Here he comes. My, my. Oh, Hi. You're a file of ants, ain't you? Yes. What's the big idea of cutting in front of me just now? My own idea. I get things like that all the time. My name is Brooks, Vance. Joe Brooks. I have a little information for you, my friend. Who needs I... it? Look, Vance, a friend of mine stopped you on the street last night. Only you stopped him. He was uh, more of a friend of yours last night because he was giving you a little tip. I thanked him. In my own way, of course. Sure you did. Anyhow, he came to warn you to lay off this murder case. You said you wouldn't do it. Now, I think you will. How wrong can a man be? You mean me? Yes. That's the sarcasm. Who needs it? Vance, I'm not threatening you now. I'm not that stupid. Threats don't mean nothing to a guy like you. That's pretty apparent, isn't it? What's your proposition? I'm not threatening you. I'm promising you something. Duck out of this case or I promise you I'll take care of you personally. And, Vance... Yes? My word's awfully good. Attorney Markham speaking. Markham, this is Vance. Hello. What are you doing for dinner tonight? Nothing special, Vance. Well, you are cordially invited to eat at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Richard Staley. Dinner is at 7. I'll expect you. Well, I'll be there, of course, but what's the big idea? The big idea is to get this case over with in a hurry. Tonight at dinner is when that's going to be accomplished. Oh. Who else is invited? Mr. and Mrs. Staley, their daughter Marjorie, a boyfriend of hers named Joe Brooks, who introduced himself to me in his car this afternoon... And, uh, that's all, I guess. One of them is our murderer? Someone who'll be there tonight is, I assure you of that. And that's when you'll tell me how somebody could have gotten in and out of a locked room and choked a man to death with a gray glove? I promise. Hmm. I'll be there. <laughs> May I please have your attention? As you know... This dinner was my idea. Oh, Matilda. Yes? Please stay here. You can serve the dessert later, if you will. Oh, very well. Mr. and Mrs. Staley, I wish to thank you for allowing me the use of your home, your cook, and your food for this dinner. I hope you don't mind Police Officer Riley being here. That's quite all right. We're only too glad of you. Thank you. Riley. Yes, Mr. Vance? I hope you don't mind waiting. I'm used to it. Good. Now, Miss Staley. Well? You're probably wondering how I knew about you and Joe Brooks, who's sitting next to you. Very simple. I have a newsboy friend named Jimmy. He saw a friend of Mr. Brooks pick a quarrel with me on the street and identified him for me. You checked on Sammy, found he was my friend, asked questions, and found I went with Marge. Some brain. Who needs it? I do, Mr. Brooks. Very much. Now, for the first time, I want to tell all but one of you how Mr. Edgar Downey died. Oh, you mean that? 
One of you, the murderer, already knows. The others will be very interested, I'm sure. Edgar Downey wasn't strangled. What? He was poisoned. Oh, but, poisoned. but that can't be. I, I heard him say, it's choking me. It's choking me. And, and Dick looked through the keyhole and saw the glove at his throat. That's so right. did Matilda. Really? It was my understanding that Matilda looked through the keyhole and announced that she saw the glove at your father's throat. When your husband got to the keyhole, Mr. Downey was already falling. Well, I imagine that's right. Let me continue. There are several poisons that constrict the throat. Mr. Downey was poisoned. Oh. When the poison began to take effect in his bedroom, he instinctively grabbed his throat. Oh. When he said it's choking me, he didn't mean the glove, he meant the poison. Of course. Yeah. No glove was choking him. When you get a report of the autopsy, Markham, you'll find I'm right. That he was poisoned. Uh, I don't want to inject no sour note in this, Vance, but what's with that gray glove? Joey. Joey, how did you know that glove was gray? Uh, well, me? Yes. I, I, I didn't. I... I guess most gloves are gray, ain't they, Marge? If you don't mind, I'd like to handle this investigation my way. I want to tell you all this. The same poison that killed Mr. Downey was fed to all of you just now at dinner. But, but what well, you Please, everyone. The poison won't take effect for a half hour. And in the meantime, I'm sure I'll have a confession from the guilty person. The one who caused Mr. Downey's death. How are you going to get that confession, Vance? No one is to leave this room, Markham. Guilty person knows what poison was used, and I'm sure also knows the antidote for that poison. I'm quite certain there'll be an effort made to get that antidote. But suppose there isn't. What are we supposed to do? All sit around and die? No, Mrs. Staley. I've made provisions for that, believe me. Wait a minute, Vance. I can't let you do this. After all, I'm district attorney. I represent the law, and what you've done is very illegal, even though it might solve a murder case. That's right. Let me ask you something right here. Do you or don't you know who is responsible for Mr. Downey's death? Certainly I know. Now... Matilda, where are you going? I uh, just out uh, to the uh, kitchen for a minute. I, I, I come back here. You're not going anywhere, Matilda. Riley, there's our murderer. No. Take her. No, right, no, Matilda no, is the murderer? Don't I don't I got to get the next Take her out, Riley. She's coming, whether she likes it or not. Come on, you. Vance, I don't understand all this, and I'll hire the best lawyers to defend Matilda. You won't want to after I tell you how sure I am of her guilt. In fact, I'm quite certain she'll confess when she gets to headquarters. Uh, what about the poison that was fed to all of us, Vance? There wasn't any poison, Markham. What do you mean? Do you hey, what's with all this mixed-up business? Who needs it? You say we weren't served poison? Then why did Matilda make a break for the kitchen? Vance, what is this? I'm just as confused as everybody else is here. I don't blame you, and I'm sorry. First of all, let me tell you this. Matilda is the one who poisoned Mr. Downer. Oh, oh, no, I, don't I thought I could make her try to leave the room on a pretext to get the antidote for the poison she thought was fed her, and I did. You know so much, Vance. Tell me where she was spending all the time she took off from her work. Mrs. Staley, would you answer your husband, please? Matilda had a son who was very ill, Richard. That's why she was taking all that time off. She was going to a hospital to visit him. Oh. How did you know, Vance? I picked her up at the hospital yesterday, Mrs. Staley. Oh. Later, I went back to see her son's doctor. He told me the boy needed very expensive treatments. Then I asked him about a poison that might constrict a victim's throat. And what happened? He told me what types would. He also told me something very important. He said that a quantity of that poison had been found missing from the hospital immediately after one of Matilda's visits. That was all I needed to know. I prepared this little dinner party, hoping that Matilda would confess. She will, I'm sure of it. But my father never did anything to Matilda. Why should she want to kill him? What reason would she have? I think I know the reason, Mrs. Staley. What? But I'll have to wait just a little while to make sure. 
Vance, now, will you please explain what actually happened in Mr. Downey's bedroom when that gray glove was seen clawing at his throat? Certainly, Markham. The glove was never at his throat. Matilda said she saw it when she looked in through the keyhole. Staley looked in just in time to see the old gentleman fall over dead. That's right, come to think of it. But the gray glove, how did that get on the floor? Matilda had put it there earlier. She knew about the poison, she knew Mr. Downey's habits, and she knew how long the poison would take to work. So she went to Mr. Downey's bedroom, dropped a glove on the floor, and went out, after which he locked the door in back of her. Oh, I see what happened. The poison started taking effect. Matilda got the Staley's to the door and pretended to see the gray glove at Downey's throat. The power of suggestion was so strong that when Staley looked through the keyhole, he was willing to swear that he, too, later saw the glove at the dead man's throat. Mm -hmm. Well, now that that's explained, let's go to the motive. What was it? You'll read it in Matilda's confession. Mr. Downey had left her $10,000 in his will. She needed that money for her son's treatment and begged him for it. He refused her, so she killed him. What about those attacks on you by this Joe Brooks and his friends? Joe thought he was being a gallant in protecting his girl's family by threatening me forgetting that he, too, had a motive for the murder. The fact that the grandfather didn't approve of him. Who would? <laughs> You're perfectly right, Markham. In the words of Mr. Brooks himself, who needs him? <laughs> well, I guess that does it, my friend. Of course, we should have known the clawing marks on Downey's throat weren't made by a gloved hand at all. Yes, we should have realized that at the beginning. It might have helped. However, it doesn't matter now that we're at the end of the gray glove murder case. <laughs> Welcome back. Characters with repetitive vocal tics. Who needs them? Of course, the big thing in the ending, the big reveal, was not anything about who did it. But rather, that both Markham and Vance didn't realize that claw marks could not have been made by gloved hands. You know, the most obvious clue of all. Of course... If Vance is having an off week, it helps that the murderer was even less bright than usual. Here's my plan. I will poison him and make them believe that it was a disembodied glove hand and the police will never find out the truth. And then in the middle of Vance explaining how the killer would expose themselves, she went ahead and exposed herself as the killer. One thing I will say for Vance is he definitely can take care of himself with his fist. As he's shown repeatedly throughout the series, I think he's only been knocked out once, but has meted out his share of physical punishment. Now, this is interesting because in book form, Vance comes really very much from the gentleman detective sort of tradition. So I wonder if this was a case of the hard-boiled detective stories and their success creating more demand for violence and action that uh, Philo Vance chose to supply, or if it was also a case of this being from the same production company, uh, Ziv Productions, that uh, made Boston Blackie, if they were in some way influenced by that. One thing I will say in defense of 
District Attorney Markham with his theory about the husband having been the murderer. While Philo Vance poo-pooed it, I've heard of some crazy motives for murder, and that one did actually seem plausible in real life, even though it doesn't seem quite rational. Uh, oftentimes, reasons for murder don't make sense to anyone other than the murderer. Well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback, and we have a comment from David writing over on Facebook. Uh, this is in regards to the Thundering murder case, and I was a little perplexed uh, because I didn't think that they played fair in hiding where the murderer was and how far away from the crime scene her house was. Uh, David writes... Uh, there was a brief line at the beginning where the uncle said the niece wouldn't get very wet coming to see him. I think that was supposed to be the clue to the audience that she lived close by. But I didn't really get the significance of it until the end of the episode. I agree, though, that this was a solid episode, despite that one bit of unfairness in not uh, making important info explicit. Well, thank you so much, David. They definitely were sneaky in that episode, but uh, I would definitely agree it's still one of the more solid episodes we've heard of Follow Vance. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you so much to Tammy. Tammy's been one of our Patreon supporters since September, currently supporting us at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Tammy. And that will do it for today. If you are not subscribed to our podcast, I encourage you to do so with your favorite podcast software, including Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, or the Amazon Music app at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. Next week, we'll be presenting a week of Encore uh, programs for my recording break. And Philo Vance will return in two weeks. But join us back here tomorrow for Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, where... Hello? You're not Masterson. Oh, oh, you the insurance boy? That's right. Who are you? Skip the questions, Mac, and put this down. Be at 2135 North Diversity at 10.30 tomorrow morning, apartment 3D. Have the 25 grand in cash with you. Small bills, nothing bigger than a 50. That'll make quite a load to carry around. You want the painting back? Do as I say. Okay. But I'm bringing someone along to identify that painting for me. Sure. Bring the whole police department if you want. You can't fit a rap on me. I'm just doing you guys a favor. Yeah, I know. And you're getting well paid for it, too. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>